Gav, do you smell that? It smells like disgusting day-old vegetables. What? Aren't they a fruit, though? Because they've got... <laughs> no, a, I fucked it! Because they've got I seeds. fucked the intro! <laughs> do you know what's the very thing is that if I didn't see it, I knew Audio Boy was going to say it, so I just had to like... It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend an ear? Yep, well... Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast, where we talk about movies, Wee. and movie related. Your things. voice broke. We, we are the champions. I've been friends. up since. You're Just... in no place to <laughs> call him out for his voice breaking. <laughs> the entirety of that last episode, your nose was whistling. Like, but no, why? Yeah. Why was it whistling? Hey, fever. Is that hay fever? Yeah. It sounded like one gigantic bogey just rocking. <laughs> rocking you know it. me, I just like to stock him up. In a cusp. Um, yeah, the, 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 the movie podcast where we talk about most things movie. Um, this week, as with the intro made very clear, we want to talk about Rotten Tomatoes. Also, my name is the Mulch Boy. Oh, fuck. Ga- Every time I do the intro now, I forget to. Do- I'm Gary, and I'm, you are. I'm the Mulch Boy, Gavin. And you are eating minstrels. That's a good nickname. So Rotten Tomatoes, specifically RottenTomatoes.com, which for anyone not in the know is a movie website which aggregates scores based on critic reviews and user reviews to give two distinct scores, the user score and the critic score, which they then amalgamate into one score to give it, what, three ratings? Certifiably fresh, fresh and rotten. Rotten. But if you want to know what Rotten Tomatoes actually is, it's where criticism of movies goes to die. It's a shithole. It's a waste of time. And it has destroyed critical thought of movies. And I hate it. What? How? How is any of that the, the truth? Because what Rotten Tomatoes... Do you want to Tomat- go first? Just before, like, just before we crack on, do you want to go first? Here? Do you want to do the nasty, I'm going to shit all over Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I mean I that's did, why we're doing this. Had, that's I why had, we're here. How long have we had this episode in the bank when I'm like, I'm ready to just go? Because I've had right. these thoughts building up for a long time. So why? Why is it the place where movie criticisms go to die? Because much like why I don't like ratings, uh, Rotten Tomatoes takes the entire uh, deluge of criticism of a movie yeah, and I don't maybe not the word criticism when it comes to reviews. But a good word, deluge. Delu, delu, thank you. Uh, the delu- entire uh, assortment of opinions upon a movie and boils them all down to a percentage, removing all context, substance, subtext, meaning, and expression, and puts it into two numbers and a percentage marker. And that's all you get. Cause, and hey, no, you don't. You get like, there's reviews all over on tomatoes. Sure, but. 99% of people, and there's a percentage for you, go on to Rotten Tomatoes, look at, oh, it's 44%, the movie's bad, and don't watch it. Or that's their entire criticism of it. Like, oh, that says 44%, so I'm gonna, that's how I'm going to think about this movie walking mm-hmm. into it, and I won't think any other way. People don't go into movies with their own opinion anymore. They go in with it, how's Rotten Tomatoes, how's Rotten Tomatoes told me to think about this movie? So what your real problem with is, has nothing to do with Rotten Tomatoes. It has to do with people 
not having their own it opinions. Has, no, it has to do with what Rotten Tomatoes has made movie criticism into. As someone who... I like Rotten Tomatoes. Had, of course you like Rotten Tomatoes. Because I, I, like, I, like, I hate it, so you have to like it. No, but I like... We I are like, yin and yang. But then I watch... I don't use it. I don't watch... I don't go on Rotten Tomatoes before a film. I'll watch a film and then I'll go on Rotten Tomatoes afterwards. Why? Out of interest. Because because Rotten Tomatoes, I I get because you want a percentage to enforce your opinion. No, because a, a, a good chunk of the time I'm the opposite of the. There's a good bunch of films where I go on it, going, "Oh man, I had a great time during that film," and I go on it's like. 4%, okay, but after you I look think, at the percentage, ooh, damn. how often do you then scroll down and start clicking on all of the reviews and reading the different thoughts and opinions of the different people and try to understand why other people thought differently about the film from you? How often do you do that? Well, I don't on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't because it's all user reviews. I go elsewhere for my. <laughs> I go to other you know, you websites. Can, you can get reviews. all the. You can get critics reviews and you can get user reviews. Oh, yeah, but it's just the fucking. What's bad the difference? Website. What do you mean? Use. I can leave a user review. Okay. Gary C. Men in Black International was the best movie I've seen. Oscar worthy. Oh, I know that's not true. No, it's not. But you know, what I mean, I I could go on there and I could say that because it's my opinion. Whereas, critic reviews have to be verified critics for a publication yes because i at one point attempted to be one of those people and uh, was not able to why because i'm not a verified critic with uh what's the word uh credentials that prove that i have a proper career status within the industry isn't that all a bit pish anyway like oh i have all these things that say i have an opinion it's more factually accurate than yours. Yeah, you're not wrong. They're not saying that it's more factually accurate. They're just it's more important. My opinion is more important than yours. Does that know what that means? I mean, that's not where my problem lies with it. I have no problem with a user review or a critic review. I'll happily read it, any of them. I'm just interested in reading people's opinions. And Rotten Tomatoes isn't a place that enforces the reading of opinions, it enforces people looking at a number and gathering their entire opinion of a movie from a number, a percentage. But then that's people doing that. But then again, like I said, it's this website that's now reinforced this way of thinking. Because now, you I mean, look at movie posters now, where it, like, it's had its run in the cinema, it's coming out in DVD, and on the DVD it's got... 98% on Rotten Tomatoes and people go oh I got 98% on Rotten Tomatoes so I guess but I then, can buy but it but then now. this is a that's a fucking bullshit thing movie posters have done for years anyway yeah you when, see any movie poster I mean, and it goes, it goes it's got a thousand five star reviews and you think oh wow that must be good and then you you get right close to the movie poster and you see that every single one of those five star reviews is for wet magazines like <laughs> oh yeah I, I love those ones dirtyjoe.com gave this five yeah. five stars like a- the Guardians gave it five stars <laughs> you're like what the fuck I also love the ones where it's like they take because this has happened before uh, I know it happened quite significantly in the games industry uh, in the early days is they would uh, publishers would take lines from reviews without any context that looked positive but when you looked at it in the entirety of the context of the paragraph it was in no way positive whatever but it just happened to say like it's it's maddeningly fun and then in the entire context, it's just that's not a good thing, apparently, because it's no, like a so platformer. It was way worse than that. It was it was more akin to <laughs> this film is great, 
And then they'd put that on the poster. And then the actual sentence is, this film is great. It's what I'd say if I'd enjoyed myself for even a single second yeah. during the entire 95-minute runtime. Did you? Like, and then, and then you, go, you look at the poster and you go, oh, cool. That guy that I, re- I respect said this film is great. No, he didn't. <laughs> there was a, for the movie post that the, the movie Legend with uh, Tom Hardy, where he played the Cree Brothers. Yeah, and they put the poster out, and it made it look like one of the reviews had five stars, but it was actually different reviews put together or something like that to make it look like it. It was actually the way that they were standing on the poster. You had a whole bunch of like five star reviews coming down, and then where their legs were, they put a two star review, so it looks like a five star review, just from like the way you're looking yeah. at it. What? Yeah, that's it's a weird. And one. then it got called out in it. Because the reviewer was just like, I, I didn't like this movie, like all this kind of stuff. And then why the, did they put the two star review on there in the first place? Because it's just why don't they just put it on the poster and lie? The interesting yeah, thing is why, like, why just not put that one up? Though I don't understand why they tempted. I have to see this poster. Why would they tempt fate I, and go? Oh, you know what would be fun? Let's put that guy's shitty review on our poster and see if anybody notices it. I mean, that audio boy is now showing. Because the Guardian gave it a two star review. Oh, so. So you, behind you think his head. that it's covered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did they do that? Because it's genius. That's amazing. That is that is clever. Yeah. In fairness, because well it looks played. so convincing. Like because it just tricks the eye. Of yeah, because like, because our brains are stupid. Oh yeah, the yeah. mine is definitely. So yeah, I mean, but it's no different than that. Was my point, I think. Sure, but the sure. <laughs> my, my, how do we throw it clear there? Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, that is the case. But I feel that Rotten Tomatoes is the new evolution of things like that. Where we've had it in newspapers, we've had it on posters, we've mm-hmm. had it in trailers. Where in the trailers it can say, it was mind-bendingly crazy. And then in the full review it say, if you like to watch kitty porn, and you're just like, well, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I oh, never what... So, And I feel Rotten Tomatoes is the new evolution of this. And, yeah. I, and I'm sick on a daily basis of going on to different <laughs> social medias and seeing Rotten Tomatoes bullshit of just like, oh, oh this movie's only 40%. Guess I won't be watching this one. And I'm like, or why not like give this movie a chance? Mm. Maybe experience something and you might come out of that and it could be the best movie you see all year. But, but not just look at a fucking percentage. It does give you a good read. Does it though? I, well, I mean... I, I, I mean... If kind I, of. I so often have looked at uh, comparisons of like, here's all the... Rotten Tomato scores for all these movies and stuff, and I'm like, okay, but what does that tell me about the movie? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that it's it's a very simplified base version. It of is the, the epitome uh, of simpli- simplified. So, so yeah, just to clarify, they so there's not a single number. I've got that wrong. There is there's only two numbers they give you. They give you the tomato meter, which is the critics' review, and then an audience score. So, for example, I've just pulled up Bohemian Rhapsody. Because I was interested, and I thought this would be a good one because you hate it, and the audiences, the plebs, they love it, right? I didn't say the word plebs. No, I, I'm saying plebs. Okay. If you like Bohemian Rhapsody, you're a pleb. <laughs> <laughs> if you like Green Book, you're a simpleton. <laughs> Fucking mad film. Um, Best picture winner, Green Book, everybody. So, so yes, yeah, so I pulled up Bohemian Rhapsody, and at a glance, I think it. It's, I think it sells the picture. So, what do you think? What do you think it is? Tomato meter, critics score, and audience score. I'm going to guess. Or Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. So, Oscar winning, for five Oscars, four Oscars, however many it was. I'm going to say 78%. Critic or audience? 
Critic. What do you think, audience? 84. Okay. For Critic, I was going to say 84. And for audience, I was going to say in the 70, 72 or something like that. Okay, so you think audience is lower than critics. Yeah. So critic score, 61%. So it's not even certified fresh. That's just a fresh movie. And audience score is 86%. Audiences are dumb. Well, but I, that's my. I think my point there is. I think I, I think as a base metric level, as as looking at it from a, from just a, I'm kind of interested to see what critics thought and what audiences thought at a glance, at a at a at a, you know what I mean. At, and I agree. I agree. If you want to, I would I would a hundred percent vouch for any person that wants to go and see any film to just go do it. And ideally, go do it. As blind as possible. Go do it without yeah. reading anything. Not even your favorite reviewer's review. Go into any film, watch it, and then come out and look at other people's reviews. Because I mean, that's the way I work. It's, it's what I it's what I try and do, granted. Because I like High Life. Actually, High Life was probably the one that I did it most recently. I went into that, and I think I'd seen the poster for it, and I'd heard a synopsis of the story, but that was about it. And I thought that sounds interesting. I want to go see that. But I didn't I hadn't looked into it other than those two pieces of information, which really is not much to go on. <sighs> Hated it, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And then came out and thought, I'm gonna read into that because is that is this is one of these like Isle of Dogs is another one. Actually, you know what? Isle of Dogs is probably better because I think High Life is just universally hated at this point. Nobody seems to like it. Isle of Dogs, however, which I've talked about before, came out and just went, <sighs> it didn't resonate. Went and read reviews online, and yeah, everyone fucking loves that movie. So it's just a Gary problem, and that's fine. That's not a problem. It's I not mean, like it's a that singular problem you had right there seems to be uh, a problem I have on a daily slash weekly basis, <laughs> which is a movie comes out, I watch it, and so often I just feel like I never seem to find the consensus yeah. with audiences. Yeah, 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 with the with the humans. Sometimes it happens and it's lovely. I like was it like um, when Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse came out yeah. and everyone was losing their fucking minds yeah, and I was yeah, just yeah. like, okay, here we go. It's going to happen again and I'm going to have to be that person that says I didn't like it. And I walked in and I was with everyone. I was like, this is one of the this best things I have ever had the delight of watching. And it was so nice to be a part of yeah. that. The wave. Of, the wave. But a lot of the time, I go into movies blind, I watch the movie, I perform my own opinion of the movie, and then I come out, and depending on my opinion, like um, Midsummer's a perfect example, it's just come out in the cinemas, uh, Ari Aster's new film, who mm. did Hereditary before that. I walked into Midsummer, not that uh, enthusiastic, because I, I thought Hereditary was horrendously overrated, like that mm. film was nowhere near the incredible change in horror experience, because yeah. it's not a horror film, number one, two, and number two. We talked about Hereditary. No, we haven't, but... Because I, I liked it, but I'm with... It's it's okay. As a, as a very quick review, because we're not meant to be talking about this. No. Hereditary, I liked it. I did enjoy it. But it, yeah, it, it marketed it... It got marketed as a, as a straight horror film, yeah. which it 100% isn't. It's grisly, and it gives you creeping dread. But, but it's not necessarily a horror movie, it, I would say. It, I mean, by the end... It For reference, um, it got an audience score of 65%. Uh, and higher. the other one, the tomato meter, which I assume is the the, mm. the critics one, is eighty nine percent. There you go. Which I figured that would happen because I the I know, everyone. Uh, do you know why I think it got eighty nine percent? Is uh, Tony Collette. What happened with? 
Oh, her performance. She yeah. was good. I was about to say, who the fuck is Tony? But then I remembered, yeah. yeah like Tony Collette's performance. I thought it was Shelley Duvall when I first watched it as well. She looks like Shelley Duvall. Or Che Guevara. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> Che Guevara was playing Tony Collette's character. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with Midsummer, I walked into it not that enthusiastic because I didn't like his previous film, yeah. but still interested because I feel Ari Aster is one of these directors who is going to do his own thing no matter what and it's mm. going to divide audiences and he's got such a vision in that film I don't know why I'm now reviewing Midsummer. I'm going to stop uh, but yeah he's got a vision in that but then I came out of it and I'm like how are other people thinking about this yeah. film because after the Hereditary came out people were just losing their shit and now I've seen that with Midsummer, people it's so funny you say that though because when after Hereditary came out I, everyone in my circle was what's it called a monkey circle monkey sphere I'd What's the one where you put a biscuit on? Uh... No, your monkey sphere is your your direct. It's your your direct kind of. I've never heard that. Person, like your bubble, your opinion bubble, basically. Sure. Probably be another word for it. Which is now what Twitter is become. Right. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, then I came out and I've uh, of midsummer, and I've seen that the. the uh... <laughs> sorry, wait, sorry. I know. My monkey sphere of hereditary was everyone hated it. Sorry, yeah. and <laughs> and the the, the spheres that I kind of was in of. Uh, yeah, movie criticism and such yeah. like that people were just going ape shit for it yeah, yeah, and now yeah. I've come out of Midsummer, and people are not that big on it they're not that enthusiastic about it uh, which I can see why because like I've said it's a, it's a film you know where it's going but I'm using this as an example of when I come out of movies I look to yeah you reviews go and then look into the reviews on, and other on stuff like that and I've lost my point now thanks audio boy I don't know where I was going to go I think you were literally just reviewing Midsummer. I mean, I, I, but I was using it as an example of of how much you liked Midsummer. No, we of, know, we know, we know. Of how I <laughs> approach these rotten tomato bullshit things. Whereas yeah. I feel it's the opposite for a lot of other people. Where it's before a movie comes out, they look at rotten tomatoes and they let that influence Shame. how they are going to experience this film. Look at uh, Batman v Superman, for example. Of before that movie could even have a week, a full weekend, people were going, this is the worst movie ever made. Mm. And everyone went into that movie going like, okay, I'm about to watch the worst movie ever made. And then they were like, that wasn't that bad, but everyone hates it. So I'm just going to really hate it as well. And then it just became like this tidal wave. Like a meme. Didn't to it? the yeah. point where like it's, it's somato meter thing plummeted and that's the worst thing ever and what's that sitting in now got all the razzies and all that kind of shit and when you think about it it's not a great film compared though. to the films other films that came out that year Batman v Superman wasn't anywhere near the worst film of that year it's just yeah. because of the kind of zeitgeist of people just getting worked up and wanting to pull it down uh, 27% on the critic score and 63% audience score yeah which is interesting so bringing this back round to my pet peeve on all of this is, is it me. <laughs> I'm your pet peeve. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's less about Rotten Tomatoes having a scoring system, and it's more about, for me, it, I I think actually more than anything, I I what I like about Rotten Tomatoes and uh, yeah, wait, I'm getting myself confused. My pet peeve with it is just that critics seem to like there's there's more often than not a disparity between those two scores. Yes. If you go into Rotten Tomatoes and you do look at it, the amount of times that critics will either rate something high and audiences fucking hate it, or the other way around, critics hate it, but it's an audience pleaser, just makes me laugh. It just makes me think that critics are, I don't know, it's just such But there's always been dicks. this. <laughs> no, because I've always... <laughs> no. <laughs> As someone who has strived to, to, to be a... a movie critic Critics. in some way I've 
I'm obviously going to have a biased opinion against in some way because it was a career path that I uh, chased for a long time. Mm-hmm. And want to maybe I'll chase again? I don't know. Uh, you should, buddy. Oh, thanks, Don't pal. let your dreams be dreams. Yeah. It's a song, I guess. Uh, Imagine. It's actually not a, it's not a song. It's a, a quote of Shia LaBeouf doing a motivational video. Oh, just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Shia LaBeouf. Shout out to Shia LaBeouf. The new movie he's got coming out looks good. Uh, the new indie. Is he doing the next indie? No. They dropped him. Yeah. Harrison Ford's doing the next indie. Yeah. What the fuck's that about? Did you see that quote from Matt Harrison Ford? Where he just someone asked him like, "Or oh, who do you think should play you after you give up the role?" And he went, "No one. When I die, the role dies." Yeah. And I'm like, "Sweet, yeah." But I mean, that's hundred percent. I mean, that obviously won't happen because money. But but they could easily do Benjamin Jones. No one wants it. People want Indiana Jones. Why? Indiana Jones, I love those films, but in, like Indiana Jones is a replaceable character. Like, what is his character? Because he's he, not—he's not a character. He's, he's like an like, icon. If you do Benjamin Jones instead of Indiana Jones, people, the the people who loved Indiana Jones are just going to be annoyed and think, "What's the point in this?" And you people won't care because they're watching the Marvel movie, so they won't go watch <laughs> Benjamin Jones. So it's like, it's what would be the, the point in doing Jessica Jones? Boom. I mean, it just got job ca- done. They just cancelled it after because they've turned it into so a movie series. Indie Junior with Harrison Ford and Chris. Yeah, like, no, nope. what would be the point Chris in doing Benjamin Jones? But then, what is the point in doing another Indie Jones? Like, I mean, again, I'm with you. I don't. I don't know why they're doing another one. I don't any, get. He's not a character, is he? Not really. What character defining traits can you tell me about? Yeah, but Indiana with Indiana Jones, Jones hat, hat and whip. <laughs> yes, but with Indiana Jones, it was about the character. It was about the pulpy adventure movies that Spielberg and Lucas used to watch on the TV in yeah, like exactly. the forties. That's what Indiana Jones was. And when it came out in the eighties, it was perfectly placed for that time because all those people had grown up and now they were getting a movie of it. That's what Indiana Jones was. It was never the character of Indy. It was the nostalgia of those pulpy adventure movies of the time. I seen a now meme. doing an Indiana Jones movie doesn't make sense because your audience never experienced those pulpy adventure yeah, movies. They just don't. have the uh, cultural stepping stone that was Indiana Jones and nothing else to go off of. I saw a meme the other day of somebody using that clip of Indiana Jones, not clip, the uh, the picture of Indiana Jones swapping the golden monkey icon with the bag of water. Yeah. But they'd used it in the reference of a bag of sand. Bag of sand, sorry, not bag of water. Yeah. Bag of water be real. He's got a water balloon and he's just kind of like. <laughs> um, but they'd use it in the context of, ah, oh, I did this thing right. And I thought, oh man, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, child, because in the film that doesn't work. He sets off all the fucking traps. And then I realized I'm old. That was just, we are old. <laughs> it's just one of those moments where it's one of those moments where I thought, how do you not know that, you fucking idiot? And I went, oh, maybe they're under the age of 20 yeah <laughs> oh I mean, no i mean it's, oh, i'm creaky it's just like uh <laughs> peter parker in the mcu marvel movies where he just talks about like empire strikes back being like a classical classic movie and stuff yeah. and he thinks who was uh in far from home he thought led zeppelin was acdc and stuff like yeah. that so it's harsh it's a quick harsh question reality. audio boy have you seen the indiana jones movies watched them very young on vhs i don't remember much best place to watch them i still have them on vhs best place to have really don't remember much at all okay everyone slates crystal skull for being the worst I one i haven't seen that one though. it is it's not and you're about to say it's temple of doom and it's not we've been over this before indy one raiders of the lost ark the gaunt the chalice one the chalice oh i what love that you name? can't remember the names I'm, of these <laughs> i'm so tired indy 
Indy 1, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sure, Indiana, yeah. Raider, Indiana 3, The Last Crusade. There you fuck go. You. Indiana Jones 4, Temple of the Crystal Skull, and then... No, it's not Kingdom Temple. of the Crystal Kingdom Skull. of the Crystal Skull, and then Temple Why of the Crystal Why do you Jones. have such difficulty? Raiders of the Lost Ark has a 95%. Yeah, but how many? And a 96 on audience score. Yeah, but here's another thing you need to realise when it comes to looking to these fucking pointless percentage so, scores. So, wait, wait. So, actually, I know what you're about to say. Go, you go first now. There's 825,000 reviews. Is that the user or is that... User. That's okay. user. What, how many the, critics? How many have? critics? Oh, 75. Exactly. Yeah, the, uh, that my, my, I, was, I think I was about to agree with you on how that. How do they old, weight old, their overall score, though? Old well, films They don't reveal that. They, they have this algorithm that they don't explain how the algorithm so what's works. what's more important? The, the people none the, of them the quote important reviews important. are the views of the people I think honestly I think that depends I think it depends what kind of viewer you are so Gav respects the critic score more no I don't respect I either respect, of the scores I, I can't the, uh... express to you how much I don't respect the scores <laughs> do you know what I respect the individual written out thought out opinions of the people Whoever they but may then, be and whatever how, status they may have if you're going to give me a review to a movie that's 50 pages long and you don't give me a TLDR which says four and a half stars out For of context, five. that's too long, didn't read. Too long, didn't... Or does it didn't read? Don't read. I don't know. I, I think it's too long, don't read. I thought it was too nope. long, didn't read. Maybe you're... Too long, did not read. Whatever. Well, why is it not DNR then? Well, didn't read. Still DNR. Didn't is... The abbreviation didn't is one word. It was apostrophe. It's basically two words. Anyway. Don't blame me. Blame Reddit. <laughs> Stupid. TLDR. Come ask me Reddit. I don't think that was a Reddit thing. That was around before Reddit. Okay. God, I'm old. It's happening again. I know he's just really young. Right here. He's just so young. Ah. Um, if you're not going to summarize your fucking sprawling review with a with an easy to to digest but then that metric. That, like th- the mummy got 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. Idiots. <laughs> we can all agree. I mean... Keep giving me percentages every so often because you keep reminding me of a question I want to ask. Not just now, just keep <laughs> pepper them throughout the episode because there's a question I want to get back to. But I want to come back to your point you said there, Gary, yeah. which is like a TLDR situation, which is now the new problem that we exist in within social media and society, which is people want the the immediate the immediacy of opinion, so they want to watch. Uh, some guy on YouTube talk for three minutes and 42 seconds about a movie mm. and only watch maybe a minute of that, get the general idea and go, okay, th- this is formed in my opinion. I will now go off and think this way about this movie. Why would anyone form their opinion based off of someone else's opinion? Because it's easier. It's like, just dumb. Think, think of uh, something like High Life, for example. A movie we... No, because no one ever saw High Life. So I'm trying to think of it... Like an obscure movie that's... You'd just be like Game of Thrones. Like You can talk about Game of Thrones and like that's a lot of hours to watch a show. But then like if you can't be arsed watching all that, you could just get someone's review and be like, this was this, I gave this 85%. Yeah, so like, oh, that was good. That. And then you can be like, I can be a part of that conversation no, now. Another example is like, if you <laughs> watch... You, so you watch uh, something that I, of course, love, which is niche, pretentious, artsy movies. Yeah. A lot of the time, they don't give you answers... It's they're not easy to follow. You have to think for yourself. A much easier thing to do in that situation once you come out of that. Much like Step Brothers, which got a fifty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you. Thank you for choosing Step Brothers. Is if you, if you come out of that niche, pretentious, artsy movie, and you're just like, I didn't understand that. What's an easy thing to do? Go watch a three-minute, forty-two-second video on YouTube where a guy gives a review. 
explains it and you go, oh, so that's what the movie was about. And he didn't like it. I didn't like it either. Mm. Done. It's just easier to do that instead of sitting there. But then, if you come out of a film about the movie yourself, if you come out of a film and you didn't understand the movie, you're not going to like it regardless. That's not. I mean, I don't know about that. Like, if you come out and you didn't understand the film, I would hope that that person would then strive to try and understand the film and not just go, "I didn't get it." Yeah, it but surely, shite. if you didn't understand a film, the film's not done a good enough job. Why is it going to be the film's fault? Why can't it be the person's fault? Well, yeah, it probably is the person's like, fault. I, but, well, I, have, I have come out... It probably is the person's fault. But if I go to the cinema to watch a movie and I come out going, I don't know what the fuck I just watched, then it's probably because the movie's done something wrong. No. I think it's just because the movie has not followed the strict formula that now lays out most of your general movies, which is, here's your three-act structure, here's the information that needs to be presented in these three acts so that the audience understands what's happening and when it's happening, and boom, they just... That works. Yeah, but Why that, does a movie have to follow that because structure? Because if it doesn't, when you get can, films like High Life, which are pieces of shit. Yeah, but High Life is a terrible example. But they give me a go, good example. But they, well, that's what I was trying to think of. And he two thousand one Space Odyssey. Two thousand one Space Odyssey, perfect fucking example of like you watch that movie and it just escalates to a level and never tells you anything, and you just have to stick with it and follow it along. Okay, and come back to it and research Blade Runner two thousand forty nine. Seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes. The what? 2001. Got 7%. What, audience? Yeah. That doesn't mean any... Rotten Tomatoes is a website that showed up 10 <laughs> years ago. I just made that up. Okay. Yeah. Eight, 85% of all statistics are made up on the spot. And you just made that one up? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, 70% of all made up statistics are believed by is, idiots. Is if, a mo- if, a f- <laughs> if you watch a movie and you don't understand... If I don't understand it, the first thing I want to do is one of two things. Either go back and watch that movie again... And with a, and have a better understanding because I know what's coming, and then I can look for other clues. Or two, look out uh, people who have written or uh, created things that go into explaining it and discussing it. Those are the two things I want to do. If your first reaction is I didn't understand it, and this review score over here says thirty two percent, then I must be in the right in thinking that it's rubbish because I don't understand it, and I'll just never think about the movie again and never give it an opportunity again. That's annoying. That's frustrating. This is why but then if, Rotten Tomatoes is a factor and why know. movie I think criticism and movies is just going like downhill. Different subjects here on the sense that if a film doesn't do its job right... But what's doing its job right in your terms? It could well, be different from mine. a story. That's why I go see movies okay, but, to, but to then, be engaged by could, other people's stories. But look, look at the, the Tarantino uh, Pulp Fiction way of doing it, which it wasn't new because... Tarantino has never done anything original, mm-hmm. but he took the idea of taking your structure and breaking it up and putting it in different ways, but it still tells a story, just not in a, a linear, linear manner. Yeah. But you could, some people might say, oh, well, that movie has failed because it didn't tell its story in a linear manner. Yeah, but it's not about linear. It's just about telling the story. The like, So exactly, actually, no, exactly. Pulp Fiction told its story in a non-linear fashion, and then it did its job Right. You come out of that film and even though it hasn't told its story in a, in a regular format, you still have all the pieces that on a on a single viewing, you will come out and go, I understand what happened there. On a second viewing, you'll go, oh, fuck, that film is actually really clever because it's got so much going on in the background. And then on a third viewing, you might pick up even more shit. That's awesome. But That's what, a well-structured But movie. then you're going to have people that come out of Pulp Fiction and like, I didn't get it. It was all over the place and the story, story didn't make sense because it just jumped around all over the yeah, place. But who does? Who said? I, I've never heard anybody say that. Well, because you didn't have your monkey circle, monkey sphere. I looked up what that meant as well, just in the break. Uh, it's 
that we because we have simple brains that aren't actually we think we're smart but we're not um at any time we can only realistically visualize roughly 150 people that is the monkey sphere that's your monkey sphere so so basically at any even though we know well, there are billions number. and billions of people did you look this up as well i did <laughs> Even though he's not listening to this podcast, he's got all the free time to look shit up. Even though we know that there's billions, billions of people, he's on the planning planet, out what he's going to have for dinner later on. You, you can only, you know, and you can only really cope with there being 150 that you have semblance of, basically. Here's a very important question for you, Gary. Am I in your monkey circle? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Audio boy, am I in your monkey circle? Monkey's fear. Yeah, I've committed to circle. You're in the room, of course you are. So yeah, so. Yeah. Listeners yeah. out there, please email in or send us a social media post. Let me know if I'm in your monkey circle. So, man, I don't know. Fear. I'm just getting, I don't know. I'm getting, yeah, I'm kind of, a, I don't know where I'm, I don't know where I land anymore. I know what you mean. And I kind of agree with you, but I kind of disagree. I think I agree with you in the sense that if you're basing your review off of somebody else's review, you're, you're doing your life wrong. Get your shit together. Yeah. Have um, your own fucking opinions. Find your you? own equilibrium, which yeah. got 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know what that fun that was is. The best, that's the joke of the fucking that's episode. That's a good Well played. I love equilibrium, by the way. you not know equilibrium? No. Guncat, baby. Guncat. So, yeah, if you're doing that, you are doing it wrong. And if you if you come out of filming, the first thing you do is go on Rotten Tomatoes and go, oh, sweet, 30%, sweet. Yeah, like, that's crap. Because even High Life, I came out and think, I didn't enjoy that. I didn't go to Rotten Tomatoes and go, I want to find out if i'm verified in my distaste i went to reddit and i typed in high life movie and i I read up a few other people's responses and then i read more and more and more people saying yeah i was just a bit of a fucking mess i thought all right cool so now i'm now my emotions are validated awesome i mean the thing i enjoy doing the most is when i have a very vehement opinion about a movie i.e you could say bohemian rhapsody Mm -hmm. and then i love to then go and read or watch the opinions of people who really enjoyed the film and try and understand it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. And sometimes their perspective can change mine. For example, uh, Suspiria, the remake that came out last year, when I first watched it, didn't really click with me. I thought it it just kind of plodded on for too long and I didn't really get its direction. And then I watched the, the Red Letter Media guys discuss it and then I went back and watched it again after their discussion and going in knowing their perspective, it was able to completely change how I perceived that film. Because I went in with the original Suspiria in mind, not this new take on Suspiria. Mm. And so I had a very narrow look out, outlook the first time. And then this time I had a much larger outlook and I was able to appreciate a lot more of what that film was trying to do. Whereas with Bohemian Rhapsody, I just realised a lot of people like Queen songs and that's why they like the movie. So mm-hmm. like, it's an easy one. Yeah, I had a, yeah, but at the end of all of that, when it's all said and done, even after I've gone and either verified my views or I've gone and read other people's reviews and I think, all right, cool, so it's just a, it's just a not a me movie, like not Isle of Dogs, for example. Or a I B still, movie starring Jerry Seinfeld. I still like to go to Rotten Tomatoes and just at any point have a check on, just, I, 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 I like it. I think it gives you a nice, easy metric. I agree. I agree that you should be making your own opinions up 100%. You shouldn't be basing and, them off of... Uh, looking at other people's opinions to yep. try and either inform or... Yeah. 
whatever. And, and you shouldn't be using these arbitrary... Because I, I do agree, they are arbitrary scores. But I like Rotten Tomatoes for the, the sheer fact that you can go on and at a glance go, cool, critics didn't like it, audience did like it. That means it's probably not going to be the highest of brow movies. Yeah. Speaking of arbitrary not, values... Not high brow And movies. the B movie. <laughs> it scored a perfect 50%. What does that mean? So here we go. Philip has now finally brought me around to the question that I'm going to ask. Philip, pick a movie at random and then give us the critic percentage and the user percentage. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. No, because we've both seen that movie. Let's go for something a wee bit more. Hook. Hook. Okay, give us the percentage. The film Hook. Yeah. Starring uh, Robin Williams. Yes. Yeah. And Dustin Hoffman and and, Glenn Close. And uh, that one. Well... Did you did you like ah. it? Oh, it's Glenn Close. Oh, also, you guys like it? She gets put in the boom boom box. What's um, it? What's it? Julia Roberts as well. Julia Roberts as well. Uh, Hook is a film that I think I loved as I liked as a kid, and it's not aged well. So I watched it recently and kind of went. Ah. So I would give it on the arbitrary score meter, the the garometer, fifty eight probably. Okay. Still enjoyable enough. Are you going to put an arbitrary score out there? Not a... Not a sure. I, I would give Hook 78%. Okay. Well, the average audience score of the seven 730,000 people that have put their thing <laughs> in hell. is 76%, right? The critics I'm review... with the people, apparently. Critics review, of the 61 critics that have reviewed it, 26%. Oh, there that's you a go. whole 50% difference right yeah, there. See, I'm with the critics. I think looking at watching so what that does film. That mean? Well, here's the thing that uh, that comes with the. I also it have means that the, the. Sorry, you go. I didn't want to cut you across there. I have a. I have a, another question. I want you to find a movie that Gary and I haven't seen. Okay. And, uh, and we'll play with that in a sec. But so while, while you're doing Have you that, seen B movie? <laughs> Yes, obviously. Oh, <laughs> We're not idiots. <laughs> <laughs> We're living our best lives here. Um, but, uh, well, I, I am. Uh, with uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the one of the things that uh, I learned from reading some articles, which is always the worst thing to say, I read an article, uh, is that the percentage is not the thing you should be looking at. It's the average user rating mm-hmm. is what you should be looking at because if you look at the average user rating, you can get a much kind of better sense of... Because yeah. the perfect examples, you, if you look at the DC movies, uh, your Wonder Woman's, your Suicide Squads, that kind of stuff, like minus Wonder Woman, all of the other ones have very low uh, percentages, but their average user rating is actually higher and mm. paints a much more uh, interesting picture of those movies. But people don't look at that because it's kind of a small wee bit that's kind of yeah. grey at the bottom. They just look at the, the big 40% number. Yeah, because I, and I, I actually know exactly what you're talking about because on Rotten Tomatoes uh, specifically, they... if I, Let me think how I remember this. So on Rotten Real Tomatoes... Quick, have you seen Crazy Rich Asians? No. No. Okay. Um, so on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score at the very least, I can't speak for the critic score, but the audience score, that percentage, you're right, is... Is the overall? I think if if X amount of people give it three stars and above, that counts as a negative uh, as a positive point, like positive percentage. And anything that gives it one or two stars is a negative percentage, and that's it. So even though everyone might give a film three stars, that's enough to knock it up to a hundred percent certified fresh. If everyone gave it three stars, yeah. but you know what I mean. So it, it's oh, yeah. it's I, I, yeah, because I've tried to understand the tomato meter 
algorithm. And what if, also, while we're on, just as you said, tomato meter. What the fuck? RottenTomatoes.com? Who the fuck thought that up? Which dickhead went, oh, I'm going to name my reviews, review website after this tasty red I mean, I'm not surprised fruit. that there's dickheads working at Rotten Tomatoes because look at what the... The name Rotten Tomatoes derives from the practice of audiences throwing Rotten Tomatoes when disapproving of a poor stage performance. That's there you pretty go. good. There you go. I retract everything yeah. I just said because I, that, that, that's really well thought out. I don't out. retract the dickhead comment. Uh, I'll, I'm keeping that out of there. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, what was I going to say about the crazy rich Asians? No, I was going to say something about the tomato meter. Anyway, yeah, so now as an experiment, Philip will. We've never seen crazy rich Asians. I have. Audio Boy has. Uh, Audio Boy is going to tell Gary and I the percentages for crazy rich Asians, and then I will continue with this experiment. So, Audio Boy, please tell us. Do you want. The critic score or the audience score? Fun Just fact about this movie before we go on. Uh, genuine, never, fact, well, genuine fact. Genuine uh, fact. In Asia, this is just called Crazy Rich. Well, yeah. This is funny. This is funny. It's like how they don't call Chinese food Chinese food in China. Well, I, I, wait. I, our Chinese food is nothing like Chinese food, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen Jamie Oliver go to a place before. That's not true. I've never watched Jamie Oliver do anything. The film Three Amigos, when it was released in Spain, was just called Trace Friends. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> really funny. They the word amigo to friend. Yeah, because amigos... Spanish. Yeah, Three Amigos got changed in Spain. It's released as Trace Friends. No, but is it released as Trace Friends or is it released as Trace Amigos? No, Trace Friends. Why the fuck did they change it? Because why not? I don't think you're understanding this, Gary. That's funny. I'm not understanding this. Because, exactly, it's pointless. Because I love it. In the US, they're saying Amigos, but in Spanish-speaking countries, they're just saying Friends, so they can't say Amigos. So... Th- it wouldn't say three amigos. It would just sound like it's just friends to them. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So they, to them, it's just three friends, not three amigos. Because in a in a English speaking country, amigos sounds foreign and fancy, and it's three yeah, amigos. Yeah, yeah. And in and in, in Spain, it's just Spain, three friends. Three amigos would just look. Oh, wait, no. You're too tired for this. I'm not getting it. I thought I was. You got like it, a thirty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Anyway, uh, okay, so. One of the, the scores... I don't feel good after that. <laughs> I just ruined your brain right now. Yeah. Why, I don't understand why they change it. They I didn't change it. They just, no, they just put exactly. it out as a name. But what does Amigo mean in Spain? Friends. I'm so fucking confused why they change it then. They didn't it change like, it. It's just the word Amigos means friends. So in <laughs> Spain, it just says three friends to them. But in an English-speaking country, it's three Amigos. Right. So why did that change it? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> didn't change anything! <laughs> Nothing they, was changed. Because if they left it as three amigos, you would have read it as three friends. In Spain. Are you not getting the fact that three amigos is an English word followed by a Spanish word? Three amigos. Yeah. So then in Spain, they did it the other way. So it's trace friends. Yeah, I get it now. Get it. Okay. Anyway, back to the experiment. The the public's view. I don't get it. Of crazy. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Move move on. The audience gave Crazy Rich Asians a seventy-seven percent. Okay. The critics 
gave it a 91%. Okay, so you now have the information that Crazy Rich Asians from critics got 91% and from users got 77%. Was that right? Yep. What does that tell you about the film? It's probably worth a watch. Okay. Is that it? Does it tell you anything else? No. Okay. What, what does it tell you about the film? Are you going to go watch that film now? Probably not, no. Why? It doesn't interest me as a comedy. I'm not really... Oh, yeah. Gavin doesn't like fun. I don't like laughing. I don't like teen things. I don't like like rom-coms either. I don't like rom-coms. Except this teen thing and this comedy and this rom-com that I've decided I do like. I mean, Stranger Things at this point, isn't. it's like a different thing. So please don't bring that back up and come at me again. (laughs) Season three of Stranger Things is fucking solid. I need to watch it. And it's no longer about like teens in high school because they literally, they never go to high school and any of season three. It's all it's about because they're on summer holiday. Is it all about the friends they make along the way? Because <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're about to fucking say that, you can shove right off. That's what every teen film is, you fuck. <laughs> now give us another film that we've not seen with a percentage score, please. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what films you haven't seen. Just, this is hard because you guys watch a lot of films. It's true. It is true. Uh, see, I... How am I supposed to come up on the spot with a film that neither of you have seen? I've seen them all. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Gavin, so Gary has seen every single Babes film. Babes in the Woods. Seen that? I don't even know what that is. Babes in the Woods. Have you seen Babes in the Woods? No. I didn't know it's a film. It's about three babes in the wood. <laughs> is that not like a pantomime? No, it's a, it's a musical. I know that much. I couldn't tell you a single song from it, though. And that shows you I have never seen it. I mean, that doesn't tell me much. I mean, mm. I have a perfect memory when it comes to songs from musicals. It's not. It's not a film. <laughs> it's Babe Babes, Pig. Is it Babes in the Wood? Is it Babe oh. Pig in the City? Babes in the Woods. What did I say? Three Babe in the Wood. I don't know. I can't remember. Try Babes in the... Babe in Try Babe Pig Here's in something the... else that's come up. Girl in Woods. There you go. That film. Nope, because no critics have reviewed it. God damn it. Was that not the Natalie Dormer one where she went to like the suicide no, forest in the... Japan? I actually watched that. That's right. Jeremy I mean, Benson. Was, was did she right. get? Did she get naked? I think she did. Oh, there you go. There I'm you glad go. I can't hear this. I think I'm just talking shy. I don't. Have think you seen movie. Robin Hood? I just googled Babes types. in the Wood, and of all course I've seen Robin Hood. Men in t- have you seen the Russell Crowe Robin Hood? No. Oh, the late. Yeah, that one. That's a good the, shout. The Ridley Scott one. Go for that. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen the first twenty minutes, and I just gave up. <laughs> I'm so confused that this isn't a film. It's a pantomime. Nah, Babes in the Wood was a film. I remember it. Maybe you're thinking of a porn that you watched. Okay, I have 2010 Robin Hood starring Russell Crowe. Gary has not seen it. Nope. Gavin has seen the first 20 minutes and then gave up. Even after that. (laughs) Okay. Um, So we have the critics review, 43%. And the audience review is 58%. Okay, Gary. So, 2010's Robin Hood starring Russell Crowe. 43% from critics. And what was the user one? 58. 58% from users. You go into the website. You click in Robin Hood. You look at the percentages. What does that tell you? Probably not worth a watch. Why? Because it's got a low score. And then that's it. You just go on about the rest of your day. You never watch Robin Hood? Nah. I don't understand what your point is. You aren't going to go watch Crazy Rich Asians. It had a good score. I mean, yeah. What's, what point it's are you making? 
I mean, I, I love their food. <laughs> what is your point? What's the point you're making? The, the entirety of this whole Rotten Tomatoes look at a percentage thing is pointless. It doesn't do anything. It's just confirmation bias at the end of the day. It's just people need their opinions to be reinforced because they're delicate and they're pointless. And I hate Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And I'm going to wrap on that because you look like you're getting really cross. I'm going to start stomping your feet having a little I'm cross just, I'm also just sick of uh, movie critics just putting their political agendas into their opinion-based uh, movie reviews. <laughs> oh, fuck. What? All right. Wait. I'm not rapping on that. <laughs> what What does that mean? What? Please What is just like If a movie comes out and even if it's not good it plays into their political bias and reinforces it so they then think the movie is good. Oh, give I know it, what film you're talking about. And then give it... I know exactly what films you're talking it, about right now. Give it good about? scores oh, and then you it gonna just... You're yourself here. What film are you talking about? <laughs> I know exactly which one you're talking about. There's two films in particular. I wasn't... I mean, I wasn't interested in what you think. I know what... We both <laughs> know which one of them is. What? No, I'm, not, I'm just going to... I'm waiting until you what say What is it? it? Uh, one of them would be Booksmart. Oh fuck! Oh, off. that's not what I thought you were going with. That. Okay, where are you going f- with that's it then? It's a good movie. No, it's not. It's really it's not good. good. It's not even. How, cool. how is it's it not like a good an, movie? It's like an okay movie. That's a good film. Nope. What were the two movies you were thinking of then? Black Panther and Captain Marvel. Oh, I wasn't even thinking of that. You hate no. women and minorities. I don't hate any of them. I mean, Booksmart. I mean, Black Panther is a perfect example. Booksmart has because Captain women Marvel and minorities in it, uh, and you didn't like it. But then Far From Home had minorities and women okay. in it, and I enjoyed that. Uh, the, the Rotten Tomatoes scores for Booksmart. That was the one that you're like... Well, oh. But it doesn't matter, because he doesn't fucking agree with them. <laughs> you could tell him anything right now. The audience go, was 77%. Brr. The critics were 97%. Wow, what a fucking shocker. Critics were loving that film. Because it's good. It's not good. Black Panther's a perfect example. because Did ca- you read any critic reviews about how good Booksmart was? Just out of curiosity. Did you, did you go and read any other yeah. reviews about it? After the movie, yeah. Because yeah? with how much uh, Audio Boy loves that film. I adore that film. He adores everything about that I film. I thought it was great. And I watched it and I thought, oh wow, this is real, just not that Who's good. Reviews, wait, whose good reviews did you read about Booksmart? I just googled reviews for Booksmart and I just started plowing through them. And what do they say? Just a, it's a, the new coming of like an expressive teen life and... It shows girls in an environment that doesn't get shown in cinema, and yeah. it has a great diverse cast of rich people that shine on screen. And, and you like, hated all of that. I didn't hate it. I just like this is this is a continuation of this bullshit teen high school drama nonsense that Hollywood continues to push, and I'm bored of it. I was so bored of it. I don't care about who you're in love with in high school. I don't care if you're going to go off to college. I don't care about it. And people like Booksmart's like... Yeah, but that's just like a... That's just your personal preference, man. I know. And when people like Booksmart's the second coming of Christ, I'm like, it's not. It's just like any other teen drama movie that's out there. It's another Edge of Seventeen. Or any of those fucking... Yeah, I just feel like you can't because if, if you spoke to high someone drama movies, if you spoke to someone that didn't like horror films and they said I don't like the thing, you'd be up in arms. No, I would go. Why do you not like the thing? Don't like horror films. It's just another horror film. It's just another horror film. It's just scary. Don't like it because of that. Fine. Don't go watch horror films. Fine. Don't go watch 
But no, people were saying Booksmart was this incredible piece of game-changing yeah. cinema that people, was the best film of the pe- year. People told and me. No, people told me the thing was the great. Same film. People, as people told me the thing was going to be phenomenal, and I went and seen it. It was just a scary movie. It just had a bunch of aliens in it. People say a lot of things. Yeah, I know. It's like, and then it all gets boiled down into it's a percentage, and that's it. See, what we had there was a discussion about movies. We had different opinions, and it was interesting. Do you know what's not interesting? Gary, 44%. That's what I think of it. What do you think of it? 38%. Well, there we go. Let's move on. <laughs> Boring. I want us to fucking get expressive and talk about films and get excited or angry. That's more interesting than he thinks Booksmart's 98%. I don't give a fuck about his percentage. I want to know why he's wrong about liking that film so I can tell him why I'm right about hating it. I'm That's tired. the joy of talking about movies. I'm very tired and I'm done with this conversation. You can wrap. Good night. This has been the Meandering Movie Podcast. <laughs> so angry. Not... <laughs> uh, Keep going. You can reach us <laughs> on social medias <laughs> such as Twitter at MeanderingPod. Facebook, facebook.com slash Meandering Movie Podcast. Instagram, search for the Meandering Movie Podcast. Uh, email us in Meandering Movie Podcast at gmail.com, not gmail at gmail.com, which I wrongfully said before. Gary's on Twitch, Pixels Twitch. Cafe. Pixels Cafe. He's playing a bunch of like CFDs and Sims and Overwatch and stuff like that. Uh, and good. he's got a lovely dining room, so. It is good. Leave him a wee message and Please do. follow come, him. Come follow. Come follow. Say hello. Uh, Streaming most days. Th- here's something we haven't said in a while. Please, if you have any ideas for episodes, silly or serious, uh, jump onto one of those many platforms and let us know. Straight and- up. Make sure you, you like us on Facebook, actually, because with the Avengers, well, I'm assuming the entirety of the Marvel Cinematograph, cinematographic, cinematographic universe, cinematic universe, cinematic universe coming out. Uh, Good we'll, God, you are tired. I am tired. Yeah, keep your, keep around Facebook. We're we're planning a giveaway of some sort, so make sure you've liked us on Facebook to keep up to date with any uh any news. So, all of them, because we'll put it up on everything. Also, uh, on place like SoundCloud or iTunes, leave a review. review of your thoughts, your opinions. Let us know how much you love Audio Boy and how much you hate me and what else you want to hear from the podcast. So please give us your arbitrary value for the yes, rating of the score. Please just give a percentage of what you think of me. Because <laughs> that's what I want in the end. Still three of us. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day and please have your own opinions about movies and talk to your friends about movies. Peace out, hombres. Bye. I love you so much. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So. Long.